Have you finished your personal statement yet? Now's the perfect time to get it professionally reviewed by a medical school HQ expert advisor. We have former directors of admissions, admissions officers, and the like on our small team of amazing people. They have the inside knowledge from reading thousands and thousands and thousands, tens, if not 100,000 personal statements going through the process and setting up the process for their whole committee. They know exactly what medical schools look for and the common red flags that can get your entire application thrown out. Take advantage of our flash sale right now, going through May 6th, up to 6,000 characters reviewed for just $150. That's a $75 discount on our regular price. Go to editmyps.com. Again, that's editmyps.com. The Pre-Med Year, session number 495. Hello, and welcome to The Pre-Med Years, where we believe that collaboration, not competition, is key to your success. I'm your host, Dr. Ryan Gray, and in this podcast, we share with you stories, encouragement, and information that you need to know to help guide you on your path to becoming a physician. Welcome to The Pre-Med Years. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to have you back again, hopefully back again for another episode here of the Premed Years, closing in on 500 episodes, almost at our 10-year anniversary of producing podcasts here at Medical School HQ or Meded Media. It is amazing. Thank you so much for being along for the ride. We have a great Q&A for you today. If you don't know, we do lots and lots of free Q&A. Our goal here at MAPT and Medical School Headquarters is to give away all of the information that you need. And so we make ourselves available Wednesdays around 1 p.m. Eastern. We do Ask Mapped, where we have most of our Mapped team with us, including our newest Mapped advisor, Courtney Lewis, former director of admissions at Burrell College of Osteopathic Medicine. She is available for one-on-one advising. If you want some help getting into medical school from a most recent former director of admissions at a U.S. medical school, in this case, Burrell College of Osteopathic Medicine. Go over to map.com slash services. Check her out. We also have Dr. Scott Wright, former director of admissions at UT Southwestern. He used to run the whole TMDSAS application service for all Texas public medical schools and Baylor. Uh, We have Verinia Granum, myself, and Rachel Grubbs, also with years and years of experience of helping students get into medical school. So go check out Ask Mapped, again, Wednesdays, 1 p.m. Eastern, uh, typically at mapped.tv is the best place to do that. That's M-A-P-P-D dot TV. Uh, again, we're all available for one-on-one advising as well. So go check out map.com slash services. And then I typically do an Instagram live by myself or with a member of the blueprint team once a month. Uh, we do that, or I do my solo show every single Friday around 11 a.m. Eastern. And that's what you'll hear today. Before we jump in, I do want to talk about those friends at Blueprint MCAT, the ones who join us typically on the first Friday of every month. If you haven't gone over to Blueprint MCAT yet to check out their free resources, specifically their flashcards, go check out their free flashcards, 1600 plus flashcards. If you've heard of Anki, it's spaced repetition. Blueprint MCAT has built that into their platform. Again, that's blueprintmcat.com. Sign up for a free account. You get all of those expertly crafted flashcards, 1600 plus of them for free. Let's go and jump into our Q&A today. What is up, Instagram Live? It is Friday, someday, July something, 29th. I don't even know what today is. It's one of those days. I hope you're doing well. We're going to hang out here for the next hour and answer some questions. If you are new to our Facebook Live here on Fridays, um, request to join live. I'll bring you on. We'll have a conversation, answer some questions, have some fun, um, and just all around learn together. Learn together. That's the goal. Learn together. Can I talk about secondary? Sure. You want to request to join live and talk about secondaries? What? What? There's a lot to talk about with secondaries. I'm not sure uh, 
what specifically you need to know. Um, it is secondary season right now. Hopefully you have pre-written a lot of your secondaries because they, uh, they get crazy as uh, daintily strong uh, is well aware. Secondaries come fast and furious. Um, right, Anissa? They do, they do. Um, again, just a, a reminder, the way that I like to do my lives is for you to request to join live so that we have a conversation. That is the goal. Hard to hear. I'm sorry. Can, can the rest of you hear me? I don't think, uh, I got my normal setup rocking and rolling. Yes, get to pre-write, pre-write, pre-write. Again, request to join live. We'll bring you on. We'll have some have some fun. Thank you, daintily strong. Thank you, thank you for uh, that feedback. Um, so again, request to join live. I'll, I'll start answering some of these questions, but uh, as soon as you request to join live, I'll I'll bring you on. Um, <laughs> don't think the question is worth hopping on. Uh, every question is worth hopping on because the power of human connection is, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. I love it. Um, visible tattoos. It depends. Uh, it depends. I, I think for the most part, we as a society have, uh, Destigmatized tattoos, at least most tattoos, face tattoos, uh, are probably the the one still stigmatized thing for most people. Um, but education, higher education, is is a little bit more conservative. But um, I have visible visible tattoos, uh, inner arm stuff, never a problem. Twenty years ago, uh, so should be fine. Uh, if schools don't require it, uh, schools will not be given Snapshot. So uh, Altus, the company behind Casper, Duet, and Snapshot, only sends Snapshot and Duet to schools that ask for it. <clears throat> Again, let's rock and roll. Have some questions. Request to join live. Lisa, if you're having a problem, go ahead and uh, quit and come back. And... Uh, and then we can we can have some fun. All right, who's joining? Who's joining? Hello, hello. Hello, hello. What's I'm your name? Good. Where are you from? My name is David. I'm from St. Paul, Minneapolis, this Twin Cities area. Minnesota. David. So you're a big Twins fan? I am. Well, actually, I'm taking that back. I don't really like baseball. Okay. <laughs> I, Vikings fan? I just like basketball. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, I'll, I'll take it. So, Tim- Timberwolves, is that Minnesota? Yes, that's, that's Minnesota. Yeah. All right. Stuck for a very long time, so. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, what's going on? What can I help you with? Okay, um, Dr. Gray. I, in high school, I wasn't the best student. And my last year was during the COVID year. And basically, they told us all our grades would be all passes. Last um, year of high school or college? Last year of high school. Okay. That all I do is be passes, and I'm like, sounds good. I didn't pick up my iPad and do any work. Yep. Pretty, I did like the bare minimum to get like a D or a C and then pass on my classes. Yeah. And That's then, great. It's all that matters for high school. But so it figured, doesn't set you up for success in college because you don't have any study skills. Of course. But <laughs> I'm, I'm out now, and I think I'm fine. But um, my last year, I had a, it's called a CIS college and schools class. So on my tra- on my high school transcript is a pass, but mm-hmm. it's co- directly connected to the University of Minnesota. So I have a D on my transcript from no! high school. Uh. So, but past that, first semester I had a three point four, and then I've had four point the past three four four semesters. Yeah. So I don't know how big that D on my transcript is. It, is. Look, one one class cannot break, make or break an application. All right. The one thing I will tell you to try, if you haven't already, is reach out to the uh, credit granting institution and just say, hey, uh, is there any way I can have this D changed to a pass? I was under the assumption, just based on my academic institution at the time, my high school, and, and if you have any sort of 
um, correspondence from the high school that says all of your classes are going to be pass fail, potentially send that with this email or, or phone call to, to the institution and see if they'll change it to a pass. Okay, and to get a hold of them, I'll just search them up online. Yeah, just just reach out. Typically, uh, something like that, you're reaching out to the registrar, I think. Um, so just the university's registrar. You can potentially even go back to your high school, to the the counselor office, whoever. Just just call the front desk and say, I have these questions. Who do I talk to? Um, and say, Hey, do you have any connections at at, at this university? that I can talk to, to, to potentially switch this grade to uh, a pass. Some institutions, not every, some institutions have a late withdrawal policy where if you're young and dumb and you're a freshman and something bad happens and you leave school or just stop going to class, but you don't understand, you're not aware of number one, future ramifications, but also the process of just going to the registrar and saying, hey, I need to withdraw from all my classes. If you're not aware of that, then you have a whole semester or year of Fs on your transcript. Some institutions will look at a request to say, hey, here was the situation two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, uh, 10 years ago. Um, is it possible, I'm applying to medical school <laughs> and, and this is really hurting me, is it possible to to change these grades to a W? In your situation, probably not a W, but hopefully a pass. And and Mass 11 here is saying, Dean of Students helped me with that very issue as well. So um, just go ask questions. Worst case scenario, they say no, and, and that's okay. Having that D early on in your academic career, it stings, uh, but it's it's not going to kill you overall. Okay. Well, yeah, that's really my biggest questions. If yeah. anybody, I'm free to go. But I have another question. Yeah, let's go. All right. Okay. Um, my second question is in regards to patient care experience. So, um, I joined the Navy Reserves last summer. Okay. Before that, um, oh, well, I joined the Navy Reserves at Hospital Corman. So you know, learn. Had some, so does that count like my training as a hospital corpsman? Does that count towards experience? Heck yeah. Okay. Why not? I I guess we we weren't necessarily treated, but we were, you know, uh, we're giving IVs to each other and, and. So, so, okay. Let let me, let me re-clarify your experience as a corpsman counts. Your training, probably not. Okay, that makes sense. Well, I've had about, let's say, you have CNA's work. I just got the my national registry for EMT. Uh, You're good. You're good. Okay. You're good. Yeah, sure. Stop I Stop wanna... stressing. Go enjoy yourself. Um, make sure you're doing things for fun, going and watching those Timberwolves lose every game. Uh, <laughs> um, and... Uh, Maybe maybe go watch the Vikings uh, because that season's starting soon. Okay. All right. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Good luck. Thank you. Thank you, Doctor. Yep. All right. Some good questions there. Let's bring on Lisa. <laughs> Who's a member of the OPC here? Still need to make those shirts. <sighs> Everything is frozen. I don't know why. Um, I'll keep answering questions here. Invited, remove. There we go. Hi. Hello. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I have a couple of secondary questions for you. Let's go. Um, so one of Vanderbilt's secondary questions is, um, I'll see if I could summarize well. It's essentially, discuss a time you encountered someone different than you. Mm -hmm. What did you learn and what would you do differently? Yep. So um, I think along with most students, when reading this, I'm thinking of 
ethnically different, especially being white myself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that That's um, the easy, most obvious uh, yes, direction. Yeah. Um, my question is, so I, I wanted to do something a little different. Okay. So I feel like there isn't, you know, I have lots of ethnically different friends. You know, it's not, it's it doesn't make for the most interesting of stories. Okay. So I wanted to take the approach of talking about a patient that I encountered at work that's um, terminally ill. So we were very similar. We had a lot in common, but being terminally ill, I couldn't relate to her in that way. She had a couple of years to live at the time. Um, do you think that's too much of a stretch? You tell me. I don't think it is. I think. I <laughs> well, obviously not because you, you're the one that wants to write about it. But let's think through this. Yes. How is that person different than you? Different in how she walks through life every day. Okay. In that. Could could you wake up tomorrow and have a terminal illness diagnosis? Yes. And then okay. I would understand. Okay. So how is that different? Different in the sense of her understanding of life and what she's going through. Different in the, in the sense of perspective. Okay. So... I, I'm gonna I'm gonna answer this two ways, and, and actually, it's funny you're you're asking this because uh, I was reviewing some secondary essays yesterday, um, a few of them from the same student, and all of those exact questions, and I think what, Vandy was one of them. Uh, all of those questions about the interactions with someone different, or what did you do for someone differently, whatever, uh, were basically patient stories in in very similar way, like. This, this woman just is a survivor of domestic abuse or is a, uh, has substance use disorder, whatever. Number one, I, I'll, give you, I'll give you broad, not directly answering the question, but broad answer. Uh, my general stance is that I do not like medical anecdotes, medical mm. experiences for answering secondary questions, period unless it's specifically asking for medical slash clinical experiences. There's a very specific reason why I don't. I've mm-hmm. read hundreds, if not thousands of secondaries at this point, And almost every single time, the narrative is forced to, to basically say, look at me in this clinical situation. Look at how amazing I am as a provider in this situation. I'm basically a rock star hotshot. You should accept me. It's it's a forced narrative because you're like, ooh, I'm going to show this time in a clinical situation because I'm applying to medical school. And what you're doing in that situation is you're no longer being yourself. You're being someone you think they want you to be. Right, right, right. That's that's an excellent point. And that was my whole worry is I don't want to force it. Yep. With a story clinical experience that's talked about in my activities already, right? I get exactly. into a lot of my job and what I do and how yeah. much is too much is redundant and is going off the path to that extent, trying to take a question that's asking one thing and going in that direction too much. So I think you answered that well. Thank yeah. you. So, so let me just, let me follow up. Don't be scared mm-hmm. of repetition in terms of general activities, if the activity, the thing that you're writing about is the best way to answer that specific prompt. Okay. okay? So okay. don't don't be afraid of that repetition. And uh, let me see if I remember uh, what you were just saying. Um, going back to, again, the, the diversity question here, someone different than you question. Mm-hmm. ethnicity, race are the easy ones to go, oh, that, that's obvious, I'm white, and I, <laughs> the general, I have a black friend, right? We, we don't want to go there. Right. We don't have to do that. The, the other, there are a million ways to think about it, right? There, there are ways to think about it from a political standpoint, point, from a socioeconomic yeah. standpoint, from a, uh, oh. ju- a religion standpoint. Right? There are lots of ways to think about those types of things outside of, of race and ethnicity, which is exactly the same answer that I give all the time when there is a diversity prompt. Like, what makes you diverse? How are you going to add to the diversity of our class? You have 
cis white men and women going, oh, shoot, like, uh, I'm not going to, I'm white. <laughs> but right. that, that's not the only answer. And and on the flip side, I've seen students who are ethnically and racially diverse and are minorities basically just say that, go, I'm black, right? <laughs> I'm brown. Right. That That's my diversity. I'm like, no, like, you need to expand on that. What does right. that perspective give you, as you were talking about earlier, the perspective of it? How has going through life as a, a racially, ethnically uh, diverse person, how has that changed your perspectives, your view on life, your relationships? How are you going to bring that experience to our class? Not just, I'm black. Right, right. right. That's it's funny you bring up this point too. I had a question about that as well. So I feel that personally, given my experiences, my background, what I've done thus far, um, my biggest, what sets me apart, I'd say, or what makes me diverse to a class is my current job. I'm um, regulatory compliance for Mount Sinai Hospital clinical trials. So it's a very unique role. There's a lot of clinical research coordinators and there isn't I feel, I feel, and in, in as long as I've been in this role the past three years, there isn't a lot of individuals in regulatory compliance that are going to move on to med school. Um, so I talk about this a lot. I have it in my activities. It's one of my most meaningful, of course. So to bring that up again in a diversity essay, I know you said not to be afraid of repetition, but how much is too much here? Uh, again, Answer the question to the best of your ability, period. Okay. That that does. That makes sense. That makes sense. Anything Great. else? Um, not that I could think of. All not right. That I could think of. Oh, one more thing. Let's go. So a lot of MD schools, they have, a st- or I should say some of them, have a strict agenda for um, – accepting in-state students and all of that is available on MSAR. Yep. It seems harder to find that data or those numbers for DO school. Do you recommend yep. a place to look? Try the Choose DO Explorer. There there's a pseudo MSAR equivalent calls the it's called the the Choose DO Explorer. Um, it's free. You just go create an account, give them your email address and, and create an account. Um, I don't know if they specifically have that information. I, I would probably just go website to website and, and see. Okay, excellent. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, you're welcome. Good luck. Thanks. All right. Some great questions there. A diversity example can be an immigrant and explain everything I passed through with environment change, language barrier. Of course. Again, it's not it's not just the what, right? It's It's the how, or as Dr. Wright, uh, our VP of Academic Advising at MAPT likes to talk about, it's the so what. Okay, yes, as an immigrant, you are learning a new culture. As an immigrant, you are learning a new language. As an immigrant, you are doing these things. It's not just that. How have those experiences now shaped who you are? What have you learned? How have you grown? All of those things. That is the goal. Um, All right. Nobody requesting to join live right now. You should uh, come join me so we can uh, can chat like Lisa and David just did. Do Canadian pre-meds or can't wait, can count on getting into U.S. med school with a decent GPA and other requirements? Yeah. Canadians are coming to the U.S. in droves. (laughs) Um, Definitely possible. All right, let's rock and roll. Hey, what's going on? Hello there. How are you? Doing pretty well in the uh, thick and thin of secondaries. Ah, secondaries. What are those things? (laughs) Yeah, so um, I was getting up to a question where the prompt asks, like, if you were to change something or talk about something that you want to get better at, what would you do to your application? I'm paraphrasing it. You know what I'm talking about? No. (laughs) Um, If you were to make your application better, what would you fix? Okay. 
What school is that? So, I, I don't know if I've seen that one. Um, I'm forgetting which school. Maybe it was PCOM. Okay. We call it PCOM. They don't they don't like PCOM. I don't know why, because every other com out there is RCOM, LECOM, VCOM. Like for some reason they prefer the initialism PCOM and not the acronym PCOM. So anyway, <laughs> my public okay, service so announcement. Just, yeah, uh, good to know. So I was just thinking of what to talk about. So I I got a W in my first semester. Yeah. But after that I retook the class. I did better. So I don't know if I want if that necessarily counts as being as making my application better yeah. with regards to hours and clinical experience and research and shadowing. I have like plenty of hours. I've taken a gap year to work on all these things. So what would you recommend? Should, I can leave it blank, but I don't want to leave. Yeah. Um, my, blank. my general recommendation is don't leave anything blank. Uh, in, unless it will specifically say like truly leave this blank if blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I think you can say that, um, just just tell the truth right i i've i've taken a gap year to make sure my hours are good and and not just focusing on total hours but being able to get the experience to know that these things are right for you and whatever else uh, and and also uh, being good academically because of your hard work and dedication, blah, 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 whatever you want to say there. I, I think keep it short. Like you just need a sentence or two if, if you're really not needing to answer the question. Right. But I, I also feel like not finding something to reflect on is not a great uh, direction as well, but I really GPA. Well, that, I mean, fine. that's, that's the obvious okay. answer, right? That's the obvious answer is if you're like, I, I got no weaknesses and they look at your application and go, you're pretty ignorant, uh, then then yeah, that's an issue. So you need you need to call yourself out where appropriate. But a W on your transcript is is not that. Right. So definitely don't bring up that W. I wouldn't. Okay. I don't know. I just I don't want to leave it blank, but also the GPA is fine. The MCAT that for PCOM is above their what they normally accept. Um, so, okay. Just food for thought. All right. Good luck. All right. Uh, yeah. Have a good one. Thank yep. you. <clears throat> Let's bring on Ron's cousin. Dr. Gray. <laughs> What's going on? How, how, how many Ron Swanson jokes do you get? Well, at my new job, it's been like 30 so far. <laughs> ridiculous. That's awesome. You're all dressed up. Are you interviewing today? In 30 minutes. Where? You don't want to say. ACOM. ACOM. Or ACOM. I just yeah. heard you is that talk about that. A Alabama? Yeah. Yeah. Not not ARCOM, which is Arkansas. Yeah. Um, so Alabama. Awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. I, think, I think they go by ACOM. Okay. That's good to know. Um, kind of just wanted to hop on here and just ask for any last minute interview advice. I've, I have your book and I have read a lot of stuff, but you know, just seeing if you have any last insight. Yeah. I, I think, um, the, the Especially, last, sorry, go ahead. Insight, um, specifically maybe on the sense of I'm from Oregon. Okay. And I'm living in Oregon and, okay. uh, I'm, I've kind of trying, have been trying to prepare for the question of like, you know, why, why here? the big move? Why, <laughs> why, why Southern Alabama? Uh -huh. um, and a lot of my experience, I'm working in internal medicine right now as a MA tech. And uh, I kind of wanted to touch on that and just talk about like, you know, working with maybe underserved patients um, is kind of like something that I've had some insight to. And uh, yeah, just talking about the big move, I've, I've kind of been stumbling on that. So if you have any insight. Yeah, well... It it concerns me um, that you're you're struggling with that question because hopefully you've done that homework right and and you added yeah. that school to your list for very specific yeah. reasons and not just oh I can get in here, which is what no, yeah, a lot and, of students and, do. <laughs> yeah, and I understand that, and um, I think I go beyond like my my question is beyond like you know, researching the school, I've done that, you know, I've, I've read about their mission, their research experience, but in terms of like 
the location specifically and not what the school values kind of. I don't know if they're going to okay. like want to know about like, you know, why do you want to make the move? Why this location? Stuff like that. Yeah, and I they, have done they a may. lot of research on the school. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 maybe maybe you focus more on the school. Be like, uh, I'll learn about the area, and obviously you've done a little bit of research to talking about patient population, but bring it back to yeah. the school. Like it's it's the school that drew me here, and here's why. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you. Yeah. Let let me. Uh, This is page 201 if you haven't read it in the book. Today is your day. Today you are going to impress. You have worked so hard to get to this point. You deserve to be here. You have prepared well. You are ready. Take a breath. Stand tall. Be confident. Smile. Relax. Have fun. You got this. That's exactly what I needed. Thank you, Dr. Gray. You got it. Good luck. Keep us posted. Thank you. I will. Bye. Awesome. Maybe we should turn this into a regular pre-interview hype session. That's what we need. Um, that would be fun. <clears throat> All right. Who's next? If you want to ask a question, request to join live. Let's have some fun. <clears throat> Adidayo in the house. Hello there. Hi, Dr. Gray. How's it going? It's going. How are you? Not bad. So I have a question kind of thinking ahead. Um, for context, I'm applying this cycle. It's my first cycle. Um, so as far as my application goes, I'm honestly pretty proud of my GPA, my activities. I think I've done a pretty good job. I think my storytelling is good, all that stuff. Okay. Obviously, there's always room for improvement. But always. For what I have now, I'm pretty proud of it. Um, I know my MCAT score is kind of like, my downfall of the application. So thinking ahead, if I were to reapply, that's the first thing I would want to do. I'd want to retake the MCAT. Okay. So when do you think I should start worrying about having to reapply? Like my concern is I wait too long and then I don't have time to reapply and then I end up waiting two years, if that makes sense. Yeah, so <clears throat> I, th- I think it's it's twofold. There's worrying about reapplying and mm-hmm. preparing for an MCAT retake right. separate of that. Because you can start preparing for an MCAT retake today, you get into med school, then you just stop preparing. And that, I mean, no harm, no foul, other than the the pain of studying. The pain, (laughs) right. Yeah, but preparing for a retake is is just kind of living your life, continuing to live your life. Unfortunately, what a lot of students do is they're like, okay, my application is submitted. I can stop doing all of these stupid things that I've been doing for the application. And number one, that sort of mentality mm-hmm. comes through in an application. So as right. the admissions committee, I'm going to be like, mm, I don't think you're really in this. And so when right. you reapply and you stopped doing everything, and I'm like, oh yeah, you weren't in this. Mm-hmm. And so preparing for a reapplication is just continuing all of the things that you've been enjoying and the things that you've been passionate about already. Now, the biggest things to fix, to prepare for are do I need grade repair, right? Do I need to prepare for reapplication by doing a post back, by delaying my graduation so I can just take more classes to to apply for an SMP? Do I need an MCAT retake? Those are really the two biggest things to prepare. Other than that, you get through the process and you go, crap, I didn't get in. I need to kind of rework my, my essays a little bit and reach out to my letter writers, but there's really nothing huge that you should be doing. A lot of it is just a mental game of of mm-hmm. knowing that potentially at some point you go from, right, it's, it's almost like the analogy, and it's kind of a grim analogy of, right, search, uh, search and rescue operations um, during a natural disaster. At, at some point, those switch to recovery operations. You're no longer right. searching and rescuing. You're just going and finding bodies and pulling them out. So right. it's the same thing for this. You're, you're, you're in search and rescue right now of like, there are some small things potentially that I'm going to be doing. I'm hoping that this comes out good and I'm going to get my acceptance. But at some point, I'm going to know that things aren't looking good and I just have to, to make that mindset shift. But mm-hmm. in terms of big picture, what does that actually look like? It shouldn't look like much because you're doing everything still, ideally. Right, right. 
yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. But I guess, like, ideally, when do you think I should plan to study for the MCAT again? And I know, like, no yeah. And, and again, every, everything comes down to self-reflection. What did you do the right. first time? Where do you think you fell short? Were you prepared in terms of your full length exams being where you wanted them to be consistently? Not just ooh, one time I got a 515. Every other score was a 505. Right. Is it um, uh, was it just a, a bad morning? You you ate something bad the night before and had food poisoning the day of the test, whatever, whatever it was do some self-reflection and go, did I give it my all? Were there places where I slacked off because I was getting burnt out? How do I improve? Did I self-study before? Maybe I do a course. Did I, did I use a course? Maybe I need a tutor. Maybe I just need a strong study group. Th- those are questions that you just have to answer for yourself based on reflecting back on what you did the first time. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. I think I'll just Sit down with my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> that That is it. Journal. Yeah. Sit down with your feelings and a book and a pen and just think. All right. And I'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. You are welcome. Good luck. Okay. Bye-bye. Um, Adi Dio, can I DM you? You can try. <laughs> I got lots of DMs. I, I don't get to them all, uh, unfortunately. But you can try. You a uh, camera shy this morning, Adi Dio? Um, again, if you want to request to join live, come on, ask some questions. That is the, uh, the goal of, uh, this process. Have you come on and, and we'll have a chat because me reading and answering questions, it's boring. It's boring. Adidayo. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Okay. I didn't want to come on here because um, the type of question I was going to ask, but I'll try to dance around it. <laughs> if it's too personal, DM me and we'll... Oh, it's not a personal question. It's about um, how much weight or is he... Okay. Uh, how much weight do schools play uh, place on um, social media? Like, do schools or do people from do people from potential medical schools that you apply to um, kind of like snoop scour the web and and look for all of your beer picks and bikini picks yeah. and yeah, I, I I don't think it happens. Okay. It's not to say that it can't happen, but ain't nobody got time for that. Okay. Well, maybe I'm just going over my head, but um, because after I submitted a secondary for a particular school, um, I did get um, like an Instagram friend request from um, someone from the school. Nice. <laughs> and is um, your account private? Yeah. That's funny. And is there anything scandalous on there that you're, you're concerned <laughs> if you accept them? <laughs> no, I don't post anything on yeah. Instagram except for my pictures and my yeah. uh, work. That's interesting. Is it a student at the school? No, that's very interesting. Yeah, accept them. Just say, hey, how you doing? <laughs> how much money do you need for an acceptance? <laughs> okay. All right. That was a question I was kind of dancing around. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. I mean, it, it could be a complete abuse of power too. Somebody, somebody sees a secondary come across with pictures and I don't know why secondaries ask for pictures because it's just introducing the, the potential for bias. But some someone looking at a picture going, oh, they're cute. Like, I'm going to go friend them. Uh, this abusing their position a little bit. Um, all right. Let's bring on Sarah. Hello there. Good morning. Good morning. Um, I have a quick question. Um, I'm a new mom. 
So congrats. My time is well limited. Thank you. And I'm worried that I'm not doing enough. I'm in my junior year of undergrad. Yep. Really, um, I guess non-traditional. I'm just older. I'm about 27. And I'm worried that working part-time as an MA and being a mom and volunteering at the free clinic isn't enough. Do I need more activities? <laughs> no. Uh, and go, go watch my one of my newest TikTok videos. Uh, I'm doing a mini old pre-med sessions, uh, basically answering that direct uh, question. I think it was uh, part three. Um, look, you you have your hands full. Uh, and as a non-traditional student, schools are aware of that, that you have other responsibilities potentially outside of going to school, getting good grades and, and doing activities. Uh, and even right. traditional students, depending on their situation, have a lot of other responsibilities outside of that. But I, I don't think you should worry right. if you're working part time as an MA, like that's more than a lot of students are doing without having a baby and being a mom and, and everything else. So um, okay. I, I think that's just part of the general overthinking pre-med club mentality of I have to have thousands of hours of everything and full-time everything or else they're going to question my motivations and it's not going to be enough and blah, 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 blah. You're fine. Okay. And then my next question would be, um, Maybe do you know of any inspiration, any of accounts that I can follow that are support for parents and pre-meds? So, um, Bless Her Health is the one that comes to mind right off the bat. She's in medical school now with two kids, three kids as a single mom. Uh, so potentially a little bit of a different situation. Um, and she's been through a lot uh, as a parent. Um, Adriana potentially staff sergeant to MD PhD SSG to MD PhD. Um, she's in medical school, uh, doing M MD PhD program, uh, as a parent. Um, I don't know of any other big accounts out there that, that do, uh, specific motivation around pre-med and being a parent. Okay. But if anyone has any recommendations, uh, they should DM you. All right. Well, thank you. Thanks yeah. for the advice. Yeah, you're welcome. Good luck. Yeah. Awesome. All right, let's keep rocking and rolling. Got another 20 minutes or so before I got to jump off. If you have a question or request to join live and uh, we can chat, we can have a great conversation about anything that's on your mind. Groovy pre-med. It's groovy, baby. What's going on? Hello there. Oh my gosh, good morning. Sorry, I didn't think I was going to get accepted so fast. I'm walking <laughs> to my car. <laughs> good morning, Dr. Gray. How are you? Good morning. How are you? I'm well. Um, is that, is that Navy attire? Yes, it is. <laughs> All right, what's going on? Thank you for your service. Oh, thank you for your service. So, um, I just had a question regarding um, my journey. So, I'm currently about to graduate with my bachelor's degree in environmental science, and I'm looking into the EMDP2 program okay. that the Navy has. Yep. Um, I'm going to apply for two years um, because I have two years left on my contract. Okay. If not, I'm going to do a post back, but okay. I wanted to know if you how you would di differentiate between a post-bac and an SMP and picking mm. which to do because I'm a career changer. So I need those core classes and I need some yeah. MCAT prep. Yeah. So the fact that you need your core classes tells me an SMP is not right for you. Okay. Um, if you don't have the prereqs already under your belt, you're going to need those prereqs. An SMP, unfortunately, uh, unless there are some few exceptions, an SMP does not make up for the fact that you don't have the prereqs. So okay. SMPs are really good for grade enhancer people, um, not necessarily career changers. Where okay. where most schools are looking for, it seems like, is the undergraduate coursework anyway. And so the SMPs are, are not great for that because it's not affecting your undergraduate GPA or trends or anything. So the fact that you need the undergrad classes 
I would just go do a post back undergrad post back, but hopefully you get into the, the military's post back. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Awesome. That, that was something when, when I was in, they were announcing that and, and just getting that launched and it looks really cool. I was excited about it. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a few success stories with that. So it's, it's really, it's a really great program, but one more question for yeah. you. I do, um, application or I guess, uh, personal statement, like, help, right? Yep. Some sort of something. So I was wondering if it's okay for me to enroll or reach out for that for my EMDP2 application mm-hmm. because their application now mirrors uh, medical school applications heavily. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Awesome. I'll be reaching out for that. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. Good luck. Have a day. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All righty then. Uh, let's go. More people, more questions. Let's do it. Request to join live. I'll bring you on. We'll have a little chit chat. Face to face. We need more of that. We avoid everyone when we go to the uh, the grocery store. Um, yeah, military has a program to take. It's a two-year program. Yep, that's exactly what we were talking about. The EMDP2, I think, is the initials. Um, what is my stance on volunteering at two different hospitals? (sighs) I would question your commitment. (laughs) I don't know. What what kind of question is that? Two hospitals. Who cares? Volunteer at 10. I don't care. Uh, request to join live. Let's, let's talk or else we'll end a little bit early and that's okay too. TikTok, TikTok. Yep, the EMDP2. That's what I said, I think. All right. Groovy, you just started following me. That's sad. <laughs> um, Hello there. Hello. Sorry for my voice. I'm a little bit cranky. I'm dealing with allergies. I'm sorry. I don't know how I got that. That's all right. But um, I am a traditional student, but okay. I'm majoring in uh, business management, but I've always wanted to be a doctor. So, okay. Yeah. And I also love business. So that's why yeah. I'm aware with business. But like from time to time, I feel like maybe it's going to look bad on my application for me to say that. Nope. I've always wanted to be a doctor, but I did not major in like. That's okay. That is okay. So um, one thing that I've been thinking about recently, because I spoke with uh, an advisor, because I just transferred from a community college to Mm -hmm. university, and then he was like, I should probably think about changing my major from like a to like a science major, and then I was like. Um, that's a little bit too late because I have like two years before I graduate and then he's like um, um, because my sciences might not my science GPA might not be enough might not the science classes that I'm going to take might not be enough do you think that it's going to be might not be enough in what way um, um he's like because um, I told him that I usually watch your videos among um, um, mission oh videos. you're you're throwing me under the bus huh <laughs> I learned it yeah, from Dr. I, Gray. <laughs> sometimes sometimes you do mention that among schools turn down students because of their science GPA. They don't have enough science classes. So. so so it's not that they don't have enough science classes, right? It's they don't have a good enough science GPA and they have all of their prereqs. So there's a difference between not having your prereqs and not enough science classes. Where potentially I think you're maybe mishearing me or missing the context is if a student doesn't have a good GPA and they're trying to do grade repair, that that grade repair isn't done with science classes. They're like, hey, I have a 2.5 science GPA. I have a 2.5 overall GPA. I'm going to go take 50 credits and get a 4.0, but all of those credits are non-science classes. That is not good. Okay. And then um, I also have one question because a lot of the activities that I do are like non-science related. They're just like um, 
SGA, most of the activities like that I find at school or okay. in the community. So um, do you think it would be a problem if I only have like maybe shadowing and then clinical experience and those are the only two activities that are like medical? That's, that's all most people have. So you're the perfect example of someone who thinks the application has to be a certain way. Or maybe maybe you don't think it has to be a certain way because you're out doing your life, doing the things that you want to be doing based on your interests, and other people are telling you it's wrong, right? As a pre-med student, you can major in anything. You just need your prereqs. Right, one year of, of chemistry, one year of biology, one year of OCHEM typically, semester of biochem, a year of physics, a year of writing, potentially psych and soch. Right, I think I've covered them all. Those are the prereqs that you need to, to have a solid foundation for the MCAT and that most schools will want to see. Right, so you can major in business, in Spanish, in underwater basket weaving, and do your prereqs and you'll be fine, assuming you get good grades, right? You, you, are, you, good grades are kind of the, the 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 core of all of this. If you are pre med, you can do activities in anything, and it's good to follow your passions. If you're interested in student government, if you're interested in politics and business and anything, like go do all of those things, and. You need to be testing the hypothesis that you want to be a doctor. And you do that by getting clinical experience, putting yourself around patients. Do I really like being around patients? You're not doing it for the schools. You're doing it for you. And then you show the schools that you've done it. You test the hypothesis that you want to be a doctor based on what the life of a doctor looks like, what the the day-to-day work looks like. You test that hypothesis by getting shadowing experience by following the doctor around and seeing what she's doing all day long. And you, you're you doing that for yourself and then you turn around and show the schools, hey, I got shadowing experience. I've been doing it for two years. I have 100 hours of shadowing. I'm, I've been pretty consistent with it. Hey, I have my clinical experience. I've been doing it for two years. I have 200 hours. I'm, I'm pretty consistent in it. I'm doing it all the way up until I plan on starting medical school. Doing that is great. Where students go wrong is they're like, I'm interested in business. I just want to go to medical school so I can go run a hospital. I I have 300 hours of clinical experience from the summer between first and second year of college. I've done nothing since. I shadowed one person for like half a day three years ago. I've done nothing since. That's where students go wrong. It's just about consistency. It's consistency. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Gay. You're welcome. Good luck. Thank you. Yep. All right. Good questions. Uh, Let's bring on, see how many more we can get to. Hello, hello. Check, check, one, two. And nada. All right. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing okay. Um, I have a question about shadowing. I know you were just talking about it. Um, so I'm like, I'm a rising senior at Penn State and I'm also taking the MCAT in January and I just, I haven't shadowed like because of the pandemic. I've done like your shadowing, like, you know, like your- E-shadowing? Um, yes, your e-shadowing, another yep. like web shadowing thing, yep. but like in person. And mainly that's because like my freshman, sophomore year were like the pandemic, you know? Um, and Just so this little thing now, called the pandemic. <laughs> I'm super worried about like the shadowing aspect because I don't yeah. think I can shadow like next semester. And like, I know you can like anticipate, you know, like put hours that you will do something during a gap year, but I think it's just mm-hmm. a little, might be a little weird to be like, 
I'll do shadowing during my gap year. Why why are you worried about you not being able to shadow in the future? Um, because I've heard from a lot of people that like saying you should shadow before you apply or whatever. But but next semester is starting here next month or so, right? You're not applying until next year? I'm applying, um, yeah, the next cycle. So, like, yeah. in the spring. Yeah. So, go shadow this coming semester. Why Why are you already placing doubt that you're not going to be able to shadow? That's true. I mean, I'm taking, like, four 400-level biochem courses and then studying for the MCAT. So, on top of, like, yeah, but but shadowing doesn't have to be twenty hours a week. Like, go go find one weekend day a month to go to go shadow and use that as a break to rest your brain from everything else. That sounds good. Okay, so how many hours? Like fifty or I don't know. Just okay. Go get hours. Okay. Do okay. do what works. Do what what fits your schedule. Mm-hmm. Don't don't shoot for a number. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Good luck. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, it adds up. One time a month, like, it just, it adds up. And I I don't think people understand that, uh, how math works in that way. Hello there. Hey, Dr. Gray. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. So I actually joined the live a couple minutes before, and I noticed that you were talking about the Vandy essay with one of of the girls that joined and the diversity essay. And I thought your points were really, really good in that. But I just had a follow up with that. Mm -hmm. So what I've noticed, uh, like I I have a couple of experiences with like working in the hospital or doing a couple shadowing experiences. Mm -hmm. And as I'm like starting to reflect on them, I end up seeing that the reflection kind of ends up being the sales pitch. So like in diversity, for example, like with my religious perspectives or anything else that I've had, it ends up being that like I've gotten certain leadership qualities from from, you know, dealing with that difference or that diversity or through my medical experiences, I've been able to become like an empathizer or something like that. And so I tend to sort of go towards like the sales pitch kind of reasons, uh, in the so what portion of my answer. Yep. And so my question was like, what do you consider like the, a good, so what that doesn't <laughs> end up being a sales pitch? Uh, yeah, it's very easy. You just don't go, you don't give the sales pitch. There, there are, there are a hundred ways to reflect on a situation without going to, these are skills and traits that I've learned. I, I can't tell you how to reflect on those situations. You just have to think about it. Like just how, do, how does it help you think? How does it uh, encourage you for the future, motivate you, et cetera, without here's how I've grown. Here's how I've uh, become more prepared to be a doctor. You don't have to go that route. You're choosing okay. to go that route. So, so does it just end up being like, like the experiences that you've gotten and then like kind of like why you enjoyed those experiences or cause like I, that's like where I'm sort of getting mismatched with what you're trying to say. Like I'm, I'm just confused. Like how do you expand on that without, you know, explicitly going that sales pitch route? Again, I, I can't tell you how to reflect. Uh, the the okay. reflection is what has this meant to you, mm-hmm. right? You're thinking about it. How has this helped you grow? Mm-hmm. Right, it's two very different ways of thinking about it. Yeah. So, so just like kind of avoid that that mentality from the start. Yeah. Okay. It's very easy. Like, All right. you, you either drive eighty miles an hour, or you drive sixty. If you don't want to, if you don't want a speeding ticket, don't drive eighty. Like, <laughs> it's it's a decision. Gotcha. Okay. All right then. Yeah, that that was my main question. So, thanks for answering it. Yeah. Good luck. All right, everyone, it is noon Eastern, 10 a.m. where I am. It's time for me to jump on some meetings, some calls. I hope you all have a wonderful day, a wonderful week. Don't forget, we are live here and on mapped.tv every Wednesday at 1 
p.m. Eastern with the MAPT team, uh, including our newest advisor, Courtney Lewis, also known as the pre-med advocate here on Instagram. Uh, she's a former director of admissions at Burrell College of Osteopathic Medicine. So go hit her up, go follow her. Have a great day. See you tomorrow or next time, whatever. All right, so there you have it. Another great Q&A. I hope you enjoyed. Don't forget to check out maps.com slash services if you're looking for some one-on-one help with your application, your interviews, your essays, anything to help you get into medical school. And then again, that's mapped.com slash services, M-A-P-P-D.com slash services. This is MedEd Media.